Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Seems like it's time to get things started. Choo-choo train going, baby. Yeah. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. V.I.G. Oh, great dogs. Oh, my God, I love dogs. God, I just want to kiss them. I just want to love them. Pervert. Ew. It's not like I have a crush on dogs. Okay. I will admit that the girl dog in a Goofy movie was very pretty. She was a teenager. She was. There were little kids. They were like in middle school in that movie. I don't think so. I no. She was fourteen, maybe. Well, that in dog years is old. And also, my mom thinks I'm a baby, so I can't walk to school sometimes. And also, she thinks I need a need protective gear when I need to ride a bike. You probably do. I think I agree with you. I know how to ride a bike already, even without. Protect the gear. And now, bring your popcorn. I'm thinking about maybe we just set up a popcorn machine in the back because that's what this is becoming. It's becoming a show. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean show. It's Monday, February 11th. Yes, it is. Who was that little kid? Do you know? I don't remember what the story was on him, but I love him so much. He's I a firecracker, man. Yep. Mm-hmm. Something else. How's everybody? Good. Great. How are you? Tired. Because the Grammys were on too late, late night, mm-hmm. late night for the Grammys, late night for Daddy. I will say, oh, right. I will say that. Um... <laughs> Come on, man! How are you going to start the week I mean, like that? It's Monday. That's the first thing. Come on! I will say Stop that. It. Just like when uh, The Rock takes his shirt off, I always come in and I say, you know, I have that body, but I don't feel the need to you know, parade it around for adoration in front of the world. You know, I have a little uh, little discretion, sure. I always say to, to people like The Rock. Sure. And I'm going to say the same thing to Alicia Keys. Look, I can play two pianos at the same time. <laughs> I can play three pianos at the same time. Don't feel the need to go out and, and show everybody up, make everybody else feel bad. Oh, what a delight she was. I wanted to talk about Alicia for a little bit because I know we're going to be talking a lot about the Grammys and the performances and the presenters and the controversies and the snubs and all of that later on. But I was so fascinated by Alicia Keys last night. And tell me if you guys felt the same way because technically she wasn't a great host. She was not funny. She, she wasn't. She, what I Technically, she was. She wasn't a great host in that she barely seemed to remember that she was on television. There were times where she was just walking across the stage, like she wasn't sure where she was supposed to be. It was like she missed the rehearsal. Mm-hmm. But none of it mattered because she was just so loose and so chill, yep. and having genuinely such a great time. And just seemed to be so enthusiastic about where she was and what the fellow performers around her were doing that it was like she was the greatest host of a party you could ever ask for. Am I wrong about that? You guys not even a little bit. Hundred percent the same way. She was so 
lovely up there, and she was so positive. And everything that came out of her mouth when she would say, it's my girl, I was like, I want to be her girl. Like, <laughs> I want to be friends with her. Everything about her was awesome. There was a moment where I was nervous she was on ecstasy, though. Because she would just be like, <laughs> I love it. I was like, Jesus. Christ. She had to touch everyone. Yeah. Someone hugged me. Uh, but I do, I think Ernest went a really long way for yeah. her. Like, and not the actor, not Jim Varney. Uh, but I do think <laughs> her right. just being very true and real mm-hmm. to herself went a very yeah. long way. And I feel like that's how she is, like, in real life. Anytime you ever watch any of her videos that she posts on social media, I mean, that's how she is around her kids. That's how she is around her parents, around her friends. I mean, that just seems like her vibe is just... She's a bundle of love. Yeah, Yeah, just going through life with super positivity. And it's so interesting because, you know, especially this year with the Oscar host controversy, you know, there's so much discussion about who can pull it off and how tough a job it is and how hard it is and you can't please everybody. And they, it seems like they just ignored all of that and went a complete, she carved her completely own path last night that couldn't be compared to any, there's no comparison of what she did and what LL Cool J did. Yeah, right. James Corden did. It was right. a completely different show and vibe. Yeah. I mean, if you have uh, skeptics, I, what I say to do is go out there, play two pianos, and completely nail some of the greatest songs ever written. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, I could have watched that for three more hours. I was thinking, playing the piano. Wait, that, okay. should be, yeah. that should be her tour. Is she should just go out and play 40 seconds of every song ever written. Oh, <laughs> I, I think I'd go. We would love it. Right? Yes. That was the best Nordstrom's piano player I've ever seen. <laughs> And, and I don't remember the deal with her, Jensen. Maybe you do. I know that she was signed young and she was a little bit of a wonder kind, but was she some sort of child prodigy or yeah. something? Yeah, she was a child prodigy who signed. First deal didn't necessarily go correct. And then the second one, which is the one we all know, and we saw her, was a huge, I mean, obviously like a phenomenon. Yeah, I think Columbia signed her and didn't know what to do with her. Yeah. And then Clive Davis got a hold of her and, and that was the right, the right match. The other thing, too, is like there was a lot of rumors over the last few years that she didn't still have it. Like, that was going around. Oh, is that right? Yes, that she didn't have the voice anymore and that it was uh, sort of starting to she's starting to get old voice-wise, and she proved that wrong. Yeah. That was wrong, yeah. yeah. What do you think uh, the, the numbers on her phone are like, Allie? Because you got the impression she yeah. knew everybody. Everyone. I, well, I, I she, mean, when, she, when she Michelle Obama comes yeah. out just to hang out with you, you yeah. know you're, you, got from, you got friends and fans. Yeah, I do know she personally texted most of the presenters to ask them to come to the show, yeah. Which is crazy. That is crazy. <sighs> but you can see why anyone would want to be friends with her because she's so positive. Yeah. I want to be friends with her, and that's it. I think Adele's out. I think <laughs> wow. Adele is out. Wow. That's a huge and statement. That's huge for me. Man. Yeah. Uh, Jada Pinkett Smith really was that sort was of. That was odd. She was the throw out of that yeah. opening group. It's like, hey, you, look at her up there. I think you tweeted she was the Ringo of that group. <laughs> she was. Aww. She really. I was like, well, a lot of people. I think even I was like, that can't be Jada Pinkett Smith. Can it? <laughs> no. I mean, Jada Pinkett Smith was in a rock band, and it played at the Grove. Like, that's like, the extent of her connection to yeah. the music business. Yeah. Although she, although she has yeah. three family members that are all in the music business. Well, put yeah. them up there. Put them up. Right, right. That makes sense. <laughs> that means Yoko should have been up there. <laughs> at at one point, and I know we're skipping around here, and we do have a lot of Grammy stuff to t- to talk about later. But at one point, did I identify correctly in the crowd, guys, that Diana Ross was singing a "Reach yeah. Out and Touch Somebody's Hand" with Jaden Smith? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was him in the hood. Yes, that was him. And he did know at least the chorus. Yeah. But then when it went into the next part. He was like, "Nope." I think that's the, all I got. I think the woman behind him, in sort of a loud dress. I think she mm-hmm. was a seat filler. 
No. Yeah, because she, you could see the Oh, the, the white woman. Yeah. Yes, the fear the that fear crossed on her, her face. face. She's like, talking yes, about, don't yes. hand me the mic. Please don't hand me the mic. I'm not famous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a USC student. Please oh. don't do this. And that, I can't sing, I assume. Yeah. Like, that was all wrapped up in her face. Yeah. That was amazing. And as she, as she started to walk further down the aisle, I was like, oh, you're getting into, like, accountant territory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do this. Don't do this. Yeah, stay up near the J-Lo crowd. Yeah. That's where you're going to be safest. Yeah. Um, Kevin, did you watch the Grammys last night? Yes. Because you usually hate the Grammys and look for any opportunity to not have to watch it because you hate so much of the music on it. Um, last I, night, a di- different... Uh, no, different... I don't hate the Grammys. I a lot, Sometimes I hate the Oscars because they're talking about movies that I've not seen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, no, but the Grammys, we've come in and talked about a lot of the... Sometimes you know, they've been acts horrible. get up and, yeah. you know... Yeah. Sometimes I felt yeah. they've been horrible. I didn't feel that. I will say last year, I felt it was horrible. And I said to myself, I am not watching this again. This is so bad. How'd that yeah. go? Last night was the best Grammys yeah. I've seen in years. I didn't love all the performances, but I do give them credit for just really going for it. Yeah. They went for yeah. it. It yeah. may have been a swing and a miss, but they went for it. And I everyone, like that. Everyone seemed happy. I mean, I know they got about five no's, six no's, but everyone who did perform seemed happy to be there. Right. Seemed excited to perform and to mm-hmm. give it their all. And I don't think they've had that the last few years. Yeah. I agree. I think it was the best Grammys I can remember yep, in, a, for sure. in a long time. And I'll tell you what would have put it over the top is if Childish Gambino had been there to do yeah. This is America. That, that would have been, been great. Really, that would have been, been really great. great. He just didn't show up. Well, a lot of protest. I mean, it, not out of protest per se, but I don't think him, Kendrick, there were a lot of rappers. Drake decided not to perform and then yeah. had a weird moment. Uh, and I think they just don't feel embraced by the Grammys. Right. And hopefully as the changes keep going through the next few years, they'll feel it. But yes, I think his absence was uh, felt incredible. Yeah. Well, they went a long way toward uh, bridging that 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 gap with giving him song and record of the year. Yeah. You know, I Absolutely. mean, that's the kind that's the kind of representation that they've been looking for at the Grammys for a long time. Yeah, first rap record to win that, uh, and then also Cardi B being the first female to win uh, best rap album. A yeah. lot of big firsts. Yeah. There were some breakthroughs last night mm-hmm. for sure. Well, I know we'll talk a lot more about it, but I just I wanted to spend a couple of minutes on Alicia because we had her on Friday, and she, you know, we fell in love with her all over again just uh, chatting with her. I mean, I thought you were just... saying we're the reason she. No, no, no. Oh, okay, because I, I believe just... that. <laughs> I'm just saying she didn't. It felt like there was no pressure on her, too. Mm-mm. She was so casual. I hope the Grammys have already asked her to, co- to come back next I, year. I hope Just the Oscars forever. asked her. <laughs> yes. Same, like, but... Can she get it together in a few weeks? <laughs> I hope Farrell's asked her just to go and eat there and then give her a pig's trough. <laughs> Like, that's what I'm saying. I hope everybody gives her awards, is what I'm saying. I From mean, the she's... Oscars to Farrell's, like, everything in between. Those are the two things I wanted most. <laughs> correct. Farrell's and an Oscar. It was a weird example. It was a strange example. <laughs> it was example. a Mr. Bad example. Uh, and one more thing. I will say that it's good that she is so likable. And so talented because when you're dealt that face, I mean, you really have to. <laughs> right? You got to come up also, with some way for people to talk to you. Who does the Grammys in minimal makeup? That yeah. is bonkers. Yeah, I mean, it looked great. I'm not. She's... I'm not dissing it. I'm just saying, like, imagine that kind she of confidence. Pull it off, yeah. yeah, that kind of confidence. Well, it's confidence, and she has a face that doesn't need makeup. Yeah, much. she's yeah. one of the most beautiful humans yeah. to grace the earth. But yeah. you're right, Jensen. If you look at like Andre Day, who came out there in clown makeup, you know, I mean, <laughs> I will fight you. But she, she really was. She, she really did. It was That's literally kind of clown her makeup. Thing. It's her thing. I but, know it's her oh, thing. Man, do I love her. She but could be just... thirty or sixty-five with that makeup. <laughs> I couldn't tell. <laughs> I really looked at Danielle. I was like, I thought she was young. Oh, I love her so much. Yeah. I'll fight you all. 
<laughs> and also, like, including Diana Ross, Dolly Parton. These are all, like, great ideas to reach back, but yeah. yet make it feel current because everyone loves those mm-hmm. people. Right. And chili peppers. That was, an, that uh, that was a choice. That was yeah. odd. Of that a song? Choice, yeah. It's a choice song. What are you yeah. doing? That was weird. Also, the uh, amount of time given to that side of the performance was uh, yeah. really long. Yeah. That's where they should have had Greta Van Fleet, by the way, in my opinion. I would have liked that. I think sure. that would have been that would have been a better choice. But you know, they we understand they they like to appeal to a wide audience, and that was their classic rock band. That was their McCartney or whoever. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? They're looking for those those sorts of fans too. Yep. All right, let's talk about today's Kevin Bean show, shall we? And now I'm going to fill this silence with the words I'm saying right now. You hooked up with your boy, a girlfriend or boyfriend's parent. We've done we this. We need <laughs> yes. all of that. We need no. that. Yes, we need it all day. Yes. Oh, why are we talking? Why? There's a story that it's based on. We'll get into it. We've done this one time before, and the number of calls we got was astounding. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Because you would think nobody, right? Maybe one or two people. Yeah. Are we bringing up some bad memories for you, Allie? A little bit. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, We have great news because it's Monday. A full recap of the Grammys. Uh, Alex Jones apparently is in a fight with Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. which I love. I don't know anything about this, so oh. I'm very excited to go to our beef correspondent, Jensen Carp, to yeah. tell us all it's about it. It's my Grammys. Jensen is in a beef with Cheetos. No, we'll I'm in a beef that. with you guys. <laughs> but Cheetos is going to be the medium. But yeah. And Valentine's Day is a scam. Uh, I'm sorry, what day? Valentine's Day. Mm. Uh, again? Mm. Valentine's Day. He's not doing the M. What, the, what are you hearing? I'm not hearing the M. I'm saying I said no, it three not. times in a row. And he's also sort of saying a B up top. What? <laughs> sort of a saying, little bit of Valentine's Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. I, I couldn't right. have said it more clearly. Do it again. Valentine's Day. Okay, that one you got. Yeah, I slowed it down for that you. That one you re- got. <laughs> Careful. Careful. <laughs> Sorry. We'll take a break. We'll come right back with what's happening. It's Kevin and Pete. Rock. That means it's LMK time. What is happening? Well, we're going to get more into the Grammys later, talking about some of the performances, the good, the bad, and the what, J-Lo <laughs> type of stuff. Um, but for now, let's just talk about some of the winners. Album of the year being how pleased were you? Casey I mean, Musgraves, Golden Hour. Look, this was a stacked category, mm-hmm. and there are several that would have been good choices. Yeah. But I can't argue with Casey. Yeah! Great album. Kids love her too. Kids love her. The kids her. adore her. <laughs> it was like watching Bean's Grammys. I was like, there's Brandi Carlisle. Bean loves her. There's Casey Musgraves. Bean loves her. There was oh, a lot Miley of Cyrus. There she is. Bean loves her. It a, lot was... of my, a lot of my girlfriends were on the show. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, record of the year went to Childish Gambino, This Is America. Song of the year. Also, this is America. I'm, that I'm was, sorry, sorry to always ask this, but what's mm-hmm. the difference? Uh, Song of the year goes to artists, engineers, and mixers, and Producers. song of the year goes to writers. I got you. All right. Thank you for asking. And by the way, let me just say, this is America was a video viral sensation, mm-hmm. which is why it performed so well on the charts. I don't know that it was a hit song. How much did you hear it on the radio when it was out? When it was new? It was a quick burn, but when mm-hmm. it was on, it was on a lot. But yeah, yeah. you're right. It was a very quick burn. Uh, best new artist, Dua Lipa. To the rock categories. Do you guys see any of these awards given out? Hmm. No. I followed them throughout the day as they were announcing them. Isn't it so weird that they just leave it completely out of the telecast, though? Well, they only gave, what, nine awards during the show, and then they gave 70-something off the Right, right. Well, rock category, uh, rock album went to Greta Van Fleet for The Fires. Alternative music album, Beck for Colors. 
Yeah. All right. Rock performance, single or track, went to Chris Cornell with When Bad Does Good. In the rap category, rap album went to Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy, and of course that's history, becoming the first solo woman to win Best Rap Album. And then rap song, which goes to the songwriters, that was God's plan. And that's when Drake got up there and then was cut off in the middle of his speech. Maybe not middle, towards uh, the end. That's yeah. arguable, by the way. Really? It is. They I, played I, the music and went to commercial. They didn't play the music. Oh, it was just a cutoff to commercial? It was just a cutoff. So he, you don't think he was cut off? He was, I think that he paused a long time yes. and they thought he was done. Mm. And then he started. But it, it's not a good look for people who want to say he was cut off because right. his controversial comments about the Grammys don't mean anything. Yeah. yeah, he basically got up there and was like, listen, these don't mean anything. If you're watching this right now and people come to your shows and they come through snow and rain and they still come to your show, you're winning. You don't need this. Yeah, I didn't even think it was that harsh on the Grammys. Mm -mm. But they for sure, the Grammys for sure did not cut him off because of what he was saying. They thought he had a natural pause and went for it. They thought he was done. Yeah. Interesting. And by the way, to his point as well, I loved what Casey said when she won Album of the Year. She's like, just because I won this award doesn't mean my album is better than the other albums in this category. Yeah. Because again, it's pretty dumb to rank art like that. And Everybody's she probably was like, thing. listen, everyone's real mad I'm up here except for Bean. <laughs> so oh. let me get this out. Did you guys see black Twitter about uh, how mad they were that Casey Muskrat won that award last night? Muskrat. <laughs> did you see how I furious did not see that. No. Because so many people have never heard of her. I have really don't know much about her. And they're like, hey, in a category where you have Cardi B and where you have Post Malone and where you have Drake, who is this Casey Muskrat? Like, how could she possibly <laughs> win this with her dollar store wig? They were saying a lot of stuff about her last night. Bean is one with black Twitter. (laughs) Very natural. That's where I live, Jensen. You know that about me. Oh, I know it well. Did you you counter any of those arguments? Like, that's not her wig. It's just a bat comb. No, I wasn't wasn't going to get into that. (laughs) One of my favorite winners of the night is a real Bean, uh, almost a boyfriend. Right. Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he won too. For best packaging, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. Very happy about it. Excellent package. I like it. Uh, R- R&B categories. The R&B album went to her for her, um, which we were all um, confused. Is her name her? Is it H-E-R? Wow. Here's the thing. You got great hair. Did you see her hair? I did. It was yeah. the greatest thing at the Grammys to me. Speaking of hair. Better than Diana, Diana Ross's, Ross's grandson. grandson. Yeah. Uh, he rocked it. That he was also, a powerful did he, afro. Did he also have a mustache? <laughs> no, he's like sick. I don't know. He was the oh, best. Fine. Looked like uh, he had a mustache. He didn't have a mustache. Uh, did he? I'll bring up a pick. I'll tell you who did have a mustache that looked ridiculous with it. Did you see Tony Bennett in the audience with his mustache? Ridiculous. Uh, Him during Lady Gaga's speech, I was like, just stop cutting to Tony Bennett. I can't. Anthony Kiedis saw Tony Bennett's mustache and was like, too pedophile. (laughs) 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 And I just want to mention um, one other winner. For best contemporary blues album, Fantastic Negrito. Oh, I you love, love them. him. Him, them, yeah. It's one. It's one guy. They're, he's great. He he is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's a great album. That's the second Grammy in a row. Not a mustache. No. I mean, no. I don't think so. But there's hair there for sure. <laughs> I don't. I think it's a shadow. It's the shadow. What? I don't know. How old was he? Nine. He's a, nine. He's okay. a baby. He's nine. That would be ha- really at nine. Can you have? Yeah, absolutely. You could. I mean, yeah, you could be one of those werewolf face kids too. I mean, you can do whatever. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? From no, Maury? listening. Yeah. Go on. <laughs> the Maury kids with the werewolf face. <laughs> anyway, what I'm saying is you could definitely grow uh-huh. a mustache at nine. I'm if Armenian, you, so I know all about it. If you hit early I mean, puberty. Yes, I mean, I couldn't have. Yeah. If still I, can. I still can't. If I could have, I would have. Trust me, because I would love that, walking around with a mustache. You have a wedding ring on, you're nine, driving to school. Oh, <laughs> Have dear. a mustache. I'm Diana Ross's grandson. <laughs> really taking a weird turn. Um, we'll talk later, I'm sure, about um, Cardi B winning and um, Ariana Grande's response to that on Twitter, which has now, obviously been deleted but um we'll talk about that coming up but she did say backstage and she did um wind up tweeting out this is cardi b that she wanted to thank everyone and you want to know something i read an article that mac miller's family said that if he don't win they want me to win so i'm sharing this grammy with you mother effer rest in peace and thank you everybody agreed so there you go cardi b mac miller Mother effer. And they're from Canada. No. No, it's nope. from, from <laughs> Pittsburgh. Not even a little bit. Some birthdays for you. Brandy, Cheryl Crow, Damian Lewis, Kelly Rowland, D'Angelo, Mike Shinoda, Kelly Slater, Jennifer Aniston, and Taylor Lautner. It's a lot of birthdays. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Happy Valentine. Right? All right. We don't, uh, right? we don't have time. Happy Valentine's, happy Valentine's, happy Valentine's, have a Valentine's Day. Okay, thank you, Sam. We have, we have, we have to go. I don't feel like I don't feel like he writes out. I don't feel like there's much effort put into the before he sings. You think uh, it's all like stream of consciousness? Sure. Singing? Yeah. Huh. Can we put that up on the Kevin B website so that people who want to download it and send it to their significant other <laughs> have it available? It's a great idea. I think that would be beautiful. I am so thrilled that DJ Omar Khan is in studio with us. Hey, Omar. Hey, good morning. Because we were talking, let's put his mic on. We were talking off here <laughs> last week. Uh, Kevin's apparently surprised to see you and not as excited as I am that you're here. We were talking off the air last week about the scam that is Valentine's Day and how oh. it's the worst thing in the world, the yep. worst day, and it's a ripoff and all that. And uh, I've been uh, living on my own private Idaho on this topic for many, many years because most of the people on this show think that Valentine's Day, if you're in a relationship, it's completely appropriate and, and go ahead and do something for your Yeah, you have, been, you have been alone in this been belief. Alone. But we've had Omar working on the show for a long time. Mm-hmm. Why no backup before? Uh, I don't know. I was, I was, I'm never in the meetings. Yeah. <laughs> he you doesn't know. listen to the so, show. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I finally have some support now because Omar brought up out of the blue. It wasn't me this time that Valentine's Day was coming up and that it was it was a big ripoff. Yeah, a total big ripoff. I go out of my way not to celebrate <laughs> Valentine's too. Day. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Because I'm a pretty good dude the, re- the entire year. Mm-hmm. I go out of my way. <laughs> pretty good dude. Hey, bastards. Um, yeah, yeah, I treat my wifey uh, with the, you know, like I love her to death. And mm-hmm. that's a daily thing. So I don't need society to tell me on this specific day I have to go above and beyond Preach. what I already do. Preach. Thank you. But if you love her, what difference does it make if you make a day more special? Because you're only doing it because the man tells you to, Kevin. That's right? why. But it's a celebration of the relationship that day. It doesn't have to be just like. Jensen, uh, I do that every day. Anyone every that day says is that is lying. Day at my Anybody house. that says that is lying. Let's go no. to Kazi on and, line five. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and, and also. 
uh, if, if you go out, you're a chump if you go out on Valentine's Day because everything, every, it's packed everywhere. Uh-huh. It's you, you can't get a reservation. I do hate prefix menus. That's that? that prefix the, menus. They don't allow you to just order anything off the menu. The prices are jacked up. They're it's jacked like one fifty per couple. Yeah, yeah, that's bogus. That's bogus. Uh, flowers are five times as much. Yep. So chocolates candy. jacked up. Yep. Absolutely. And does your wife feel the same way? She does. Okay. She does. She 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 does. I think and that's key. I all, yes. And, and, and <laughs> see, my answer to that question is, who cares? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Therein no, lies the problem. No. Uh. You know. Uh. Yeah. She doesn't really. You know. We're super busy anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh. And and like in the earlier and when we were just dating and stuff. Yeah. We would go and do the Valentine's thing, but we wouldn't do it on that day. Mm-hmm. Uh. We would kind of you know maybe make it a weekend thing or whatever. Uh. But but slowly we started getting more busy and also um I kind of always felt like it always was put on the dude more so than the lady. Yeah. I felt like so that kind of rubbed me the wrong way and she kind of understood that you know and i was just like ah you know um and then thank you for bringing that up omar because it's supposed to be a couple's holiday Mm -hmm. but what it has turned into is what is the man going to do for the woman yeah and that's what it's turned into really way out of whack yeah i think so too (laughs) i mean you guys i'm fine with it and i'm fine with it i'll tell you why because i'm can be Difficult to live with. <laughs> I'm not going to lie like Omar. I'm not going to lie like Bean and go, oh, yeah, every day is Valentine's. It's just not true. It is true. And it doesn't bother me at all. You could ask my wife. It doesn't bother me 1%. But, Ke- it but just Kevin, doesn't. If but you, Kevin has a lot to make up for. Though. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, true. that's possible. But most people listening, tell me if I'm wrong about this. And I want to hear from you too, Jensen, and you, Allie, and you, Kevin, as well. If somebody shows up for the first time in 365 days with flowers and chocolate for their beloved tonight, or excuse me, on Thursday night, that person is going to think, oh, you only brought this stuff because it's Valentine's Day. It doesn't mean anything. But that's not any of us. We're not but, saying that. What we're saying, I'm, I guess. But I'm saying for most people, I think that literally it doesn't mean anything if you're only buying it because it's the date on the calendar. Well, this is the date where I have to buy flour and chocolate well, so take her out to dinner. A bad relationship is a bad relationship. It doesn't matter if it's Valentine's Day or not. I agree. But as my first married Valentine's Day... I, I don't think it would be weird to just celebrate a relationship for one day. I don't think it's that strange. Just even though I have to show a little more motivation, I mean, it's fine. We can just. That's my thing. It's, it's not a big deal. Why does it make you so angry? I'm not angry about it. I just don't Beans. do it. That's, uh, You're just not into it. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just not into it. And uh, no, I, 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 I do get a, a little. Like I said, it kind of rubs me the wrong way that it's mostly put on the dude. For sure. Yeah, I don't well, mind that either. I mean, yeah. yeah. We're getting into, You're right, and like, I don't mind that either. Really? Right? 800 800 Tom. I mean, I, nope. <laughs> <laughs> Real into that territory. <laughs> Allie, what are your thoughts? You've had uh, Valentine's Day in and out of relationships over the years. What do you think when this uh, February 14th rolls around? Listen, I make it a point not to have a serious relationship between <laughs> November and March. Those are just the, the months that if you want to bone, you bone, whatever. Nothing serious during those months. Because because this comes up and people get so out of their minds about Valentine's Day. If you like it, celebrate it. If you don't, don't. But I'll tell you this, as as a woman that's skeptical of some things, anytime a dude brings me flowers and it's not Valentine's Day, I get concerned. Like what did you what did you do? What what is happening? He's, a, he's apologizing for something. Absolutely. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. As you know, here at the Kevin and Bean Show, we tackle the biggest issues of life. Yeah. And well, we on, already killed Valentine's Day. We took care of that. <laughs> <laughs> and on Friday, we started having an argument about uh, Flaming Hot Cheetos. When I eat hot Cheetos, I get crazy. I just love hot Cheetos! <laughs> I love you so much! <laughs> And I got to tell you, I was thinking about this. You know, Corolla is famous for being able to complain about anything. Right. I don't know how Jensen is able to find anything wrong with Hot Cheetos because they are n- very nearly perfect. I love, that's not the problem. I love Hot Cheetos. I think they might be the best snack on the rack, if you know what I mean. Okay. My problem is, and this is very real. I don't want anyone to think <laughs> that I'm doing this for the radio or anything like that. As someone who has OCD, one of my bigger issues is that I don't like food on my hands. Mm-hmm. So barbecue, stuff like that, that I love. I love barbecue. might be my favorite food. But the issue... You put on gloves? I would love to put on gloves. <laughs> that would be a dream for me. I don't enjoy food on my hands. I'm always wiping after every... Pretty much after every usage of it. Like, right. Like, so if you eat one Flaming Hot Cheeto, you have to... A hundred percent. Clean your hands. And I am chick- very much like Jensen, as you guys know. We've wow. talked like- about many times me using a knife and fork for pizza, for yeah. sandwiches, mm-hmm. for lots of things, because I don't like food on my hands either. Yeah, chicken wings, stuff that... I love that stuff. It's just that I can't find myself without a hundred napkins next to me. <laughs> and I've been that way since I was nine years old. Like, that's just... I don't like food on my hands. Flaming Hot Cheetos is a GD nightmare. It is... <laughs> It is a disaster for hands, a disaster for fingers. Okay. It, 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 it doesn't, and not only that, uh, what your argument was the other day is that it goes away with washes. Right. That is not true. That This is the part that fascinates me because it really does. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it definitely does not. And, and You're saying even after you wash your hands, you still have flaming hot Cheeto residue on your fingers. There will be a red coloring that okay. stays on your fingers. And if you have uh, problematic cuticles or... <laughs> Under your fingernails, if it can get to that spot, they will stay there for a small amount of time. Also, if you were to pick up anything white Mm -hmm. when you have that on, small amounts of it do show up on the white for a decent amount of time. Oh, and you know how it is with Jensen. Everything has to be pure white or he hates it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't bring in them black towels. So we didn't understand the whole idea that it wouldn't come off just by washing your hands. I don't even get that. He's eating some hot Cheetos now. I'm going to join him. Don't ever tell me that I haven't done something for this show because Mm -hmm. this is me putting my hands on Cheetos right now. Is a disaster. Well, you're you're rubbing your fingers oh. on these hot Cheetos only to rush only to rush the process okay. because I can't have a lot in the segment. But say that I have a, a half a bag. Okay, I'm going to be touching them a decent amount, mm-hmm. and also I've put them in plates. 
Mm-hmm. Imagine putting your hand into the bag. Oh, like an animal. <laughs> <laughs> it then will come off on your hand. What are you, a bear? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I am. Uh, but imagine putting your hand into the bag and then getting all of it on your way back. Now, number one, as you can see now, yeah. what other food do you know? He's like a magician. He's holding, holding up, up his, his hand so we can see his fingers. <laughs> what other food do you know that leaves hands... This ins- it looks like I've painted something mm-hmm. for you. All right, here's what I do. Oh, oh I'd love to do that for you. I'd love to do that for you. Ah, uh, you're barely doing no, it. No, I'll do it. I'll do it hard. All right. <laughs> Whoa, very, very intense ring. The bell's going down. It, it is still there. I do see the residue. It is still there, still mm-hmm. on my hands. So now I'll use this white towel. So now imagine a towel at your house. I understand paper towels probably smarter, but mm-hmm. let's go over this. Just towel. Number one. This is insane. This looks like a clown wiped their face off. This- <laughs> there's, there's a lot of Cheeto residue. There is so much Cheeto residue on there. Now, I've wiped my hands. I'm not doing mm-hmm. it soft, just so everyone sees. I'm doing it hard. It is still on my fingers. Right, because you haven't washed your hands okay, yet. Okay, so I have some water here. All right. Oh, my God, I can't. <laughs> yeah. You came prepared, guys. <laughs> yeah, do it over the carpet. That's By perfect. Way, I'm like Mr. Wizard. <laughs> <laughs> I've now I put water on my hands. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going back to the towel, which, by the okay. way, again, more red. This this is insane. This can't happen it on It does look food. like you're cleaning up a crime scene. It does. And then, <laughs> back to my hands, it is still, I know it's minimal, mm-hmm. but it is still there on the top. Right. Of the, of the finger <laughs> as Kevin continues to snap. Kevin is eating your entire bag of Cheetos just while you're talking. Now, I have washed my hands in front of you. I have wiped my hands in front of you. I have left a towel honestly looking like, look at this. I mean, it's it's got a little residue. This looks on like it. Uh, what's her name? Adina Day, uh, Audra Day. This looks like Audra Day wiped her face. I can't. <laughs> this, this is an insane amount of. I had six of them. Mm-hmm. This is this is a problematic snack by all. Okay, but you love it. I think it's one of the best snacks in the world. How now, do we change this for you? So, I'll, I'll let go. So. We have a listener that has an idea. Oh, too. I'd love to have uh, line two. I'd love to have that. Okay, Andrew in Los Angeles. Good morning. Hi, good morning, guys. Morning. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Hey, good morning, guys. Hi, Ali. Hi. Yeah, we covered right, that. Now, good now morning you is point. covered. Guys. Yep, I uh, just want to mention you guys, Jensen, I'm Asian. I eat Cheetos with chopsticks. And, and by the way, I have chopsticks. Chop, I have chopsticks next to me, and I appreciate Andrew oh. because I think he's yeah. right. I've never mm. done it before, but I do think what a dream this would be. Also, I want to throw <laughs> out that with my hands... Getting it near my mouth. I think that this is such a problematic thing that I think it leaves a red. I think it leaves red marks around your mouth. Even if 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 that if the what do you call it the if even the small amount of red residue gets around your mouth, right? Yeah, it leaves DNA. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> but now I'm going to try it with a, with a chopstick. I'm using it right now. Mm-hmm. This looks like a pretty good solution. It okay? does. It does. It's just like that. With the chopsticks, you can uh, clear your lips pretty well. Clear your lips. You exactly. can clear your lips. You He's one hundred percent right. That's why I bring it up. And I can. Do- Andrew, do you have uh, OCD? I don't, but I hate chopstick residue, Doritos residue on my fingers. It's a mess and it's sticky. And uh, <laughs> He's, He's right. Not wrong. Wrong. He's it's not wrong. It's problematic if you're eating them at work. It just isn't that. <laughs> He's dead right. You don't want to get. You don't want to get thumbprints, uh, orange thumbprints on your documents. Guys, what other snack do you All know right. that makes it look like? You murdered your wife, right? <laughs> Let's try uh, Francisco East L.A. I think he's going to give you nightmares with what he's calling in to say. All right. Hold, please. Francisco, good morning. 
Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good, thank what you. Do you. What do you have on the hot Cheeto controversy? I, I have the perfect answer for you. Okay. So you go to these um, Mexican snack places anywhere in LA, mm-hmm. um, and they serve you hot Cheetos with nacho cheese, and they give you a fork. That's great. That's a great idea. And doesn't doesn't a fork break it apart? Well, it, the cheese just disintegrates in the, the hot Cheeto, but it's still amazing. What the kicker is the nacho cheese. If you haven't had hot Cheetos with nacho cheese, you haven't lived. That sounds pretty okay. strong. That does I mean, sound strong. He's, it sounds great. Yeah, but that doesn't help you if you're just at home and all you have is a bag of Cheetos, right? No, I'd, I'd have to find a Mexican store near my house. But, exactly. But yeah. I'm willing to make the trek. I uh, I see the love you have for the food, and that's why you're willing to go through so much of it. But you're going to have to accept that you're going to have Cheeto dust on your hands. It's, well, it, it just is going to go with It's like being a coal miner. You can't go down there and work all day and not come out with a little dust. Very on similar you. to it's, coal mining. It is. It is, Good by the Lord. way. I just want everyone to know that if you see me at like Acoustic Christmas or if you see mm-hmm. me at like April Foolishness and you shake my hand and I leave behind residue on your entire outfit. Please understand it's hot Cheetos, and it's because you people aren't willing to transform and bring chopsticks with you when you're ready to snack. <laughs> and I would like to add that finally, thanks to this segment, I now know why my penis is always orange. <laughs> oh, the Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. By the way, K Rock wheels up 2019 destination number five. I don't think we've mentioned yet. It's going to be Vampire Weekend. Who oh, I'm, lo- I love you guys. Yep. At the Hollywood Bowl, October 2nd, and then you're eligible for the grand prize drawing we'll do next Monday to see the band in Spain at the Mad Cool Festival in Madrid. Four-night hotel stay, round-trip airfare, qualify all week long on the Kevin and Bean Show at 9 a.m. And later this hour, we'll find out who won last week's grand prize to see Panic at the Disco in London. That's all coming up. The news can be super depressing. If you watch too much of it, you you have to pretty much limit yourself, don't you? It's a lot. Because it puts you in a bad mood because Mm -hmm. it's just negative, negative, negative. And that's why on Monday mornings, we do great news. When you wake up, all you hear is bad news. So bad it makes you want to hit the snooze. Kevin and Bean can make that go away. It's time for great news. I will start the uh, Central Texas State Veterans Cemetery in Colleen, Texas, was planning the funeral of Air Force veteran Joseph Walker. And as they do, they tried to find relatives. Mm -hmm. They could find none. They tried to find friends. They could find none. This is uh, an older veteran who passed away? Okay. From uh, Vietnam. So he passes away, and they can't find family or friends. And then they posted on Facebook... We have the distinct honor to provide a full military burial for um, unaccompanied United States Air Force veteran Joseph Walker on Monday, January 28th, 2019. At the end, it says, please come out and attend. We do not have any family or friends, and we do not leave veterans behind. So they're asking for total strangers to show up at this guy's funeral. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Over 1,000 people showed up at this man's funeral. That's amazing. And a lot of them were veterans. A lot of it was biker gangs that would mm. say, hey, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. Yeah. Over 1,000 people. This is from the news. And look at the line of people, perfect strangers, answering the call. One of the drivers in that traffic, ready to pay his respects. We are in a line. The entrance is way up there. This is like overflow parking here in the grass. This is Central Texas State Veterans Cemetery. Off in the distance, 
all of those strangers and their American flag. A community paying its respect. I just think that's amazing. Yeah. Because most people, I think, would look at that and go, that's something I should do. Mm-hmm. And then you don't a lot of times. Yeah. But over a thousand... It's not a trap. It's not a trap. But over a thousand people showed up. That's pretty cool. And that's my great news. That's a good one. That's uh, I know it's not a competition, but that's going to be a tough one to talk today. <laughs> um, I have a soft spot for organ donation stories. You know that this is a cause that I am uh, personally invested in. Right. Yeah. And this is a woman named Abby Dunkel. She's a mom who lives in Illinois, and she became aware of organ transplants about 20 years ago when a friend of hers died, and she got a chance to meet the man who got her friend's kidney. And ever since then, she thought, man, if I ever get the opportunity to donate a kidney, I think I'm going to do that. Well, it popped up in her Facebook feed. Somebody in her feed had uh, had posted that this guy, a police officer in St. Louis named Ryan Armistead, was in very bad shape, had been on dialysis for about three and a half years and was in really, really poor health. And she decided that she would reach out to him and offer to give her kidney to a perfect stranger. You do see stories like this a few times a year, and it always amazes me. Yeah. I have to get up very close to my screen because this is a screen cap of the message she sent on her phone. And here's what it says. Hi, Ryan. My name is Abby, and a few months ago, your news story showed up on my Facebook feed, and I started the process to see if I might be a match for you. Well, I finished the process last week, and we are a match. I was told today that your transplant coordinator should contact you next week to tell you, but I figured you may not want to wait that long to find out. If you're not wanting to be in touch, I completely understand you don't need to respond unless you'd like to. Please don't feel obligated to, but I'm happy to get to know you before the transplant if you'd like. Imagine what it was like for that police officer and his family. When they got that message, they said, I literally fell to my knees. I broke down in tears. So did my wife. So just before Christmas, Amy Dunkel and her husband went to the police officer, Mr. Armistad's home, to meet him, see his dialysis machine, and it hit home that it's the real deal. Well, they have since had the transplant, and both are doing great. The surgery was on January 22nd at Barnes Jewish Hospital in St. Louis. Everything went well, and they are lifelong friends, by the way. They talk on the phone every single day. Now, the Armisteads have... They money problems because they got to pay for this procedure and uh, they got a GoFundMe page set up to help uh, cover the hospital bills that are not covered by insurance. But uh, think about that. Think about d- going through the sur- going through all of the testing and then the surgery for somebody you don't even I know. I was super impressed by you doing it, being for mm-hmm. somebody that we all know. Somebody that we knew and, yes. were, and were friends with and loved. And yeah. That to me was super impressive. This yeah. is a person doing it for somebody that they don't know. A perfect stranger. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful story and it's a happy ending for everybody. And the and uh, I'm just I'm so pleased to see something like that. So that is my great news. Do you think after though she totally was like, "So I, I've got some tickets that I'd like to go away, <laughs> right? Like I gave you a kidney, right? Wouldn't you? Sure. It's not a trap. No. It's not a trap. Well, I will tell you, in the years after Scott Mason took mine, it didn't get me any better engineering service. I'll tell you that. I still no. couldn't get a goddamn light bulb replaced. Sucker. <laughs> All right. Well, mine is about a little girl named Abigail Arias. She had a really big dream. All she wanted to do was become a police officer. And on Thursday, that dream came true when she was officially sworn in as an honorary officer in Freeport, Texas, because she's six years old. But she has something called Wilms tumor, which is a type of kidney cancer in children. And apparently the chemo and radiation haven't worked. And her family said, we just want her to enjoy life right now. 
So what happened was they had um, a Pancakes with Santa event back in December, and the police chief wound up meeting her during that event, and she expressed her desire to become a police officer. So he took it upon himself to put things in motion to fulfill that dream. He reached out to a company called Cop Stop. They got a custom-fit little Freeport uniform designed for her. They donated the uniform. She got a little duty rig and a, um, a gun a belt. Gun? Well, a gun belt, not a real gun. And then she was sworn in, surrounded by her family and police officers from around the state. And the video is amazing. It's just just a video of her her tasing a guy on the street? No, no. It's her standing up on a chair so she could be eye level with the police chief as she's being sworn in. And then they sprayed mace right in his face? No. And then they interviewed the police chief and he breaks down and he said, it's great when we put the good guys away, but this has been the highlight of my career. I think she's too young to be a police officer. She is an <laughs> honorary police officer. I'm concerned about her safety out on the street. <laughs> the love of God. So it's a beautiful, beautiful moment and a beautiful video. And you just see this little girl just realizing all her dreams coming true. And the fact that they could do this for her was just, it was amazing. So that's my great news. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock, K-R-O-Q. Last night, the Grammys was three hours and 40 minutes long. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't mind. I kind of didn't mind, with a few exceptions. I thought it was poor planning to bring out the president of the Academy and then the death montage at three hours and 25 minutes. Yeah, that was... (laughs) And they were back-to-back. That's not what you want. Yeah, that's tough that late in the show. Uh Maybe get that out of the way in the middle a little bit. But the one thing that the Grammys does that none of the other shows do is they don't give away most of the awards on TV. I think they only give away nine or ten of them during the telecast, and the rest of them are all off-air, which kind of sucks for the people who win them. But uh, Ali's been telling you about the winners and losers in the major categories, and we talked a little bit about Alicia Keys earlier in this morning. She was unbelievable. I think she is getting thumbs up from everyone as a host. I thought she was great, too. Doing something completely different, not going out there, not doing bits, not trying to be a comedian, but just being uh, in the moment and happy and positive. And man, can she play piano. She sits down at one point on on a chair, a bench, I guess they're called, between two pianos. Yeah. And is playing this song left hand on one piano, right hand on the other piano. Show I mean, off. Sort of showing off, right? right? I mean, <laughs> it's unbelievable that she does that. And I guess it only makes sense if you have somebody like Alicia Keys, somebody so talented as Alicia Keys hosting your show. Of course, you're going to have her perform. I've, and tweet, she, I've tweeted and used Postmates at the same time, so. No way. <laughs> yeah. I know Huge. the feeling. Yeah. And she did an interesting thing while she was sitting there at the pianos, and it almost felt like improv. I know it wasn't. But she did, what were some of the uh, songs she did? She did a Nat King Cole song. She did a Roberta Flack she song. Did she, LMA. Uh, she did Clocks. the LMA boot up song. Coldplay, uh, Clocks. She did Clocks mm-hmm. by Coldplay. Here's a little bit of her doing Kings of Leon during that segment. And again, the segment was called Songs I Wish I'd Written. And it just shows you that, man, if you're talented enough, you can sing anything to make it sound great. Now, who, does, who didn't wish they wrote this song? I know I do. Again, still playing two pianos. Yeah. I've been roaming around, always looking down, still dancing. I mean, if that's what you want. <laughs> 
Definitely a very surprising choice for Alicia Keys, but she just killed it. It was great. I could have watched three hours of just that. Yeah, and I would have been happy. What were your uh, favorite performances of the night, Allie? I think I I think I know what mine was. There are many good ones to choose from. Oof, that's tough. Uh, Brandy Carlisle absolutely killed it. Brought the house down. Standing out. It was unbelievable. Just so familiar with her? No, I'm not. She's amazing. That okay. was, yeah, amazing. It was really good. Um, I really enjoyed uh, Dolly Parton's tribute. I thought mm-hmm. that was phenomenal. Katy Perry, no, during that. Like, <laughs> maybe let's chill out. Maybe not be so aggressive singing country music. That was she a bit much. seemed like a great fit. It was odd. It was odd. For that, yeah. for that one. What would you think of uh, your, your friend uh, Janelle Monae? Janelle Monet so was phenomenal. I, I loved watching, though, people on Twitter like, oh, you're just going to steal Prince's licks? <laughs> or the fact that he was writing that album with her when he passed away and gave her right. that lick. Yeah. No big yeah. deal. Yeah, um, it's but a co-write. Who were the uh, the Beyonce protégés that did the Donny Hathaway and Haley. song? Good God. Yeah, they're That's very crazy singing. They should yeah. have done the Motown tribute. Thank because you. That was that my point. Was, holy. What's the, why do you have Ooh. so much great talent in that room? Look, Je- Jennifer Lopez is fine. She's a great dancer, I think. Mm-hmm. She's a good actress. She's a fair singer. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited next year when they have Alien Ant Farm tribute Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> but why, of all the people in the world, yeah. do you choose her when there are literally a thousand musicians from Detroit, for instance, that could have done that Motown medley? But all, I mean, I thought Jennifer Hudson would have been incredible. But I also think my issue with it is that it became a J-Lo celebration. Yeah, it was about her. It was more about than her more Motown. than it was about Motown. Yeah. And I think that really underserviced. I mean, Smokey Robinson came out for what, 13 seconds? Right. Like it just became about her dancing and, and her the shape she's in. And also, if there's anything that you, you know, you don't think about lip syncing when it comes to Motown. And right. the whole performance was lip synced. It just right. felt it, like an out of touch tribute. I think that yeah. helped her, though. The yeah. lip sync. I mean, it was th- thankful for us, <laughs> yes. but bad for Motown. Yeah. And I'm going to say, I'm going to point out one other performance that I thought was brilliantly conceived and executed, and that was St. Vincent with Dua Lipa. It was great. They yeah, I love that too. Amazing together. Yeah. My friend sent me a text message. She goes, Watch out, America. You're all lesbians now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. There was one. One controversial moment, and I have questions for you, Jensen, because mm-hmm. you're you're uh, deep into the rap world here. Yes. So Drake had famously, along with Childish Gambino and Kendrick Lamar, declined the uh, the uh, 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 invitation yes. to perform on the show. Yet he did show up last night. Yeah. But not sitting in the audience, he was curiously backstage when one of his categories, I think, for best rap song that he ended up winning for that was thing. odd. Yeah. What, how was he backstage just for that one, or did he just lurk all night long backstage in case he won something and <laughs> yeah. didn't want to be seen in the crowd? Yeah, he was working in catering, and they said, <laughs> "Come on up." Uh, no, I don't. I, I I was surprised by that as well. That I mean, was weird. Yeah, and also, you know, he he. Did, I, a lot of people think he rallied against the Grammys. And well, let speech. me play the tape because okay. here's Drake. And uh, he steps up, and he again, he's just won a Grammy. So the very first thing he says is, "It's like the first time in, in Grammys history where I actually am who I thought I was for a second. So I like that. That's really nice. I um, mean, that that's a mild burn right there because hey, they're saying I'm the greatest. I already know that I'm the greatest. It's hmm. about time they recognize that. Hmm. But he's not done. I definitely did not think I was winning anything. My brother's here. I want to take this um, opportunity while I'm up here to just talk to all the kids that are watching this, that are aspiring to do music, all my peers." that make music from their heart, that do things pure and tell the truth. I want to let you know we play in an opinion-based sport, uh, not a factual-based sport. So it's not the NBA where at the end of the year you're holding a trophy because you made the right decisions or won the games. 
this is a this is a business where sometimes you know it um it's up to a bunch of people that might not understand you know what a mixed race kid from Canada has to say or I mean he makes a really good point that just because a bunch of white guys predominantly older guys predominantly certainly until they expanded the roster of who votes for the Grammys mm-hmm. just because they don't get what you're doing doesn't mean but what was, you're doing isn't great but it was odd that he said that while winning. Yeah, it's getting to a point where, like, Eminem talks about his haters all the time. You're like, bro, you haven't had a hater in, like, you know, a long time. You're very, very famous. Uh, But I do think, like, it's harder to say it now. Obviously, hip-hop pretty much swept the awards. Right. But that is a new thing. And and these guys are going to have to, I guess, see proof for a few years that they're not going to feel, you know. you got to remember, Steely Dan beat Eminem. Yeah, that's insane. And that's an insane moment. Yeah. And so I think guys like Macklemore beat Kendrick yep. and things that were happening that didn't feel like they were really truly respecting culture. So it's going to be it's going to be something that they have proven over time. But last night, having Childish Gambino win the record of the year and the song of the year. Yeah. That that goes a long way. And having Travis Scott perform and, you know, things that, that went on, I think, that were good for rap. Can we discuss the Travis Scott performance? It wasn't great. The James Blake and the guy from uh, Earth, Wind, Earth, and, Wind Fire, and Fire, Philip, Philip Bailey. Bailey. Yeah. Right. Oh, sweet Jesus. You are both amazing singers. Together, neither of you could find any note that was corresponding with the other person. Everything about it was. It was the most painful thing I've watched in a very long time. And also, I would have, obviously, we all would have liked to see Sicko Mode instead of Can't Say or whatever. Like, I would have rather seen the hit performed yeah. mm-hmm. uh, than what they went with. But I do I do want to celebrate Diana Ross uh, because she did the most Diana Ross thing ever. I thought number one, it's the best. <laughs> she asked, she told the audience, you know, it's my birthday and happy birthday to me. Her birthday's not till March 26th. Right. Right? What? Like, yeah, it's not yeah. even that. Yeah, she is turning yeah. 75 later this year. <laughs> yeah. Not last night. Yeah. She kept saying happy birthday to me. It's, yes. Not her birthday. With what? her arms outstretched, everything I about it was I assumed it was yesterday or amazing. today. No, no. What? It's the most don't be lazy, so Kevin. Don't be lazy. That's insane. It's her birthday half year. But let me let me pay, play one more clip. And this is a, a complaint that Kevin and I have had for many years about many different award shows. Look, look, look. If you're nominated, there's a chance you're going to win. Don't okay? be that surprised. You can't be that surprised that you look. You may be shocked that you won, but at least have you you should have given it some thought. If I do win, I should have something to say. Don't be Cardi B. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <gasps> Ciao. I'm sorry. This went on for like a minute before she talked. I'm sorry. I just, I just, ooh, the nerves are so bad. Maybe I need to start smoking weed. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> At least she learned a little stuff about Cardi B last night, right? <laughs> I she mean, should have pulled out a joint right there. <laughs> it's also weird because, like, they perform live all the time. Like, you know, she's done tons of live performances, but the one where she wins an award is the one where she just can't talk. But I thought it was pretty genuine. I just It did seem genuine. Yeah, have a card with the names on it. <laughs> right? That would help, sure. Yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Here's a fun Grammy fact I just read. Uh, Greta Van Fleet, those teenagers out of Michigan who sound so much like Led Zeppelin, won the best rock album Grammy yesterday, mm-hmm. untelevised award. They have now won more Grammys than Led Zeppelin did. Yeah. Oh dear! Does that uh, seem? Does that seem right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh dear. Good with hey, it. Hey, um, Alex Jones, right wing uh, nut job uh, radio host, is in a feud with our friend Joe Rogan. Yeah. We're going to go to the beef correspondent Jensen Carpet about twenty minutes to break it all down for us. I have no idea what it's about, but I can't wait to hear about that. That's on the way. Also, next hour we'll be looking for you if you hooked up with your significant other's parents. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your your girlfriend's mom or your. Husband's dad, we're going to want to hear your stories. That's all coming up on That's not awkward at all. Mm -hmm. Not at all. So that's good. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, Let's talk just for a second about tickets to the wrong day or the wrong event. Because it seems to happen to everybody. Yeah. Bean, you had a story? I did. I had a story that made me super sad. Let's get uh, Dave in here, too. Because I know Dave had a story, too. Um, I bought tickets a couple of years ago to the great uh, singer-songwriter John Prine. Oh, who yeah. I love, love so much. And um, it was at the Sanger Theater here in New Orleans. And my wife and I are getting ready uh, to go out. It was on a Saturday night. I was very much looking forward to it. You know, I very rarely go to shows, but this was one that I couldn't couldn't wait to see. He's one of those legends that I want to see while he's still with us. Mm-hmm. And uh, I print out the tickets, and I look at them, and I go, oh, no. These are for last night. Oh. And what had happened is I had gone to the website and apparently not paying attention, I bought tickets for a different Sanger Theater. I think it's in uh, Birmingham, <laughs> oh, Alabama no. or Biloxi, Mississippi or something like that. <gasps> wrong I day, didn't... wrong city? Yes, oh, wrong day, wrong no. city. So it was for the night before in another state. That's a whole other <laughs> with, level. With the same name of theaters, though. Same name of theaters. That's, theater, that's yeah. kind of messed up. So uh, it's still 100% on me. I felt like such a dummy, and I had really been looking forward to this, and Donna had to, and I had to go down and womp, womp. <laughs> oh, man. Honey, take the pretty dress off. We're not going to see John Pride tonight. <laughs> oh. It sold out, of course, so that was, uh, that was mine. Good Kevin, times. You had one uh, that was kind of bad, too, right? Well, it was uh, Friday night, and I mm-hmm. decided that I needed to go to the Laker game. Mm-hmm. Um, at the last minute. So I got a friend. I don't remember who it is at this, this point. This was back when it was a, a, a possibility they could win a game and it would be <laughs> exciting to be there. <laughs> uh, so I, we, you know, battled Friday traffic, mm-hmm. finally got down there, drove up to the forum, excited. Yeah. And there was uh, not a car there. Oh, <laughs> it was not a well attended game. Way early? It was empty huh. because it was an away game. Whoa. Oh. No. Yep. <laughs> well, probably from the time I said, hey, let's go to the Laker game, to the time we got there was probably an hour and a half. Wow. Did you drive to Arizona or where, where was the game? <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, an away game. You're already in the car, man. Yeah, let's oh, get to Phoenix geez. real quick. That's crazy, right? That's not good. We're no. going to take your calls on uh, wrong night, wrong ticket, wrong something, wrong venue, whatever it was that screwed you wrong up. Wrong state. Like, you could, in my case, if you're a dumbass, right? You can't believe it that you had tickets to the wrong event. We want to hear from you at one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. Jensen, has it ever happened to you? I mean, nope. 
Just curse yourself. No, I mean, I just, I double, I triple, mm-hmm. I quadruple check. I I'd make like sure. to say so does Bean. He's that way too. I do. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe I fell for that. I've lo- I have looked incorrectly before. Like, oh, What's that's it? a home game or an away game, and I'll look into it. Then I go, oh, this is an away game. Yeah, I'm I wish not. I would have done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about you, Allie? I didn't actually go through with buying the ticket, but I got super stoked about seeing the Stone Roses in New York. Mm -hmm. And I finally was like, you know what? It's the only place they're playing. I'm going to pull the trigger. This was like early July. They were playing the end of July. I'm like, I'm going. Done. That's it. Booked the flight. Cool. Went to get a ticket on a secondary site because it was sold out. Well, I couldn't get a ticket because the show was June 30th, <laughs> so I had totally missed that, so that was dumb. That was the dumb, yeah, way dumb. So not only Look, had I missed the show, I then had a flight to New York, so good times, Good times. Everyone. Good times. And then, if I remember correctly, didn't they, like, three months later play Coachella? Sure did. <laughs> could just, could have just, sure seen did. Yeah. Could have just seen it within yeah. driving distance of your house? It's a big, big issue. Uh, before we go to your calls, 1-800-520-1067. If this has happened to you, King of Mexico, we're all coming clean. It's happened to almost all of us. How about you? Well, guys, I had a hot date on Saturday night. Okay. We were going to go see Gwen Stefani live in concert. All right. Great seats, great tickets. All right. I go, she comes over, mm-hmm. grab the tickets, mm-hmm. notice her for Friday. And what mm-hmm. day were you? It was Saturday night. Oh, no. So, so it was the yeah. day before, and it had already expired. Oh, <laughs> so, my God. Oh, no. So I'm looking at the date going, oh, no, what do I do? So, of course, what do I do? I drive. We continue to go. What? And we go to the venue. Dumb? I just didn't say <gasps> wow. anything. I had no idea what I was going to do. What? Yeah. So uh went and ended up having to buy more tickets. So uh, luckily there was Why good tickets available. Why would you keep going? That doesn't make sense. Because what was I going to do? I was going to I was going on a date with this girl. But there was. But she, she wanted to see no. She wanted to see Gwen. And but it was, you driving there doesn't get her to see Gwen. Oh, well, it did. And luckily, it worked out for me. I mean, but, did you think at the venue they were going to be like, "Oh, sir, these are the wrong tickets," but go on in, have fun. <laughs> no, I, 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 my intention, my goal was. Please let there be tickets, right. or ticket releases. You okay. know, like uh, like, like how, holds. holds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, please let there be holds. And there was. I lucked out. So I, I, lucky. Felt, oh, I felt. I felt like Kevin, where everything just worked out because yeah. the seats were were center, uh, orc orc one, and um, damn, and no doubt came to perform with Gwen that night. So it wow. was like the perfect night ever. Did you get a handy? No. <laughs> that, except for that. I, 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 wish, I wish you would have bought scalpers tickets and they would have been counterfeit. Yeah. So, <laughs> so do I. All right. Let's uh, get right to your calls now. 1-800-520-1067. Let's try, uh, well, let's start with Danny Newport Beach, please. Line three, get us going here on this topic. Hey, Danny. Hey, what's going on? Uh, bought the wrong tickets for the wrong day, wrong venue. What happened? I showed up, bought, bought the right tickets for the next day, a uh, long time. So I had kids in the car, everybody laughing. And so I pulled up and, you know, how your wife shows up when you're supposed to be ready for a game and it's supposed to go in. And what event was it? Well, when I came to the ballet, it was for an angel game. Angels, okay. Angels game. So you had to go through the whole thing again the next day to come back and see the game you had tickets for. <laughs> yeah, I had to relive the last thing of everybody in the car for the next Sweet. day. Sweet. So pretty entertaining. So I was busted up laughing you guys had a We'll okay. about this, so. We uh, so. lost you on the phone, but we appreciate you listening, and thank you for calling as well. Let's try uh, Tyson in Whittier, line one. This is pretty funny. This is not the substitute, substitution he was hoping for. <laughs> hey, Tyson. Yeah, not a, not at all. We uh, you know, had a buddy that works at the venue, so we're getting some stinky passes. You guys know what those are. 
I meet meet behind. We get to Steve Pass. I have my grandmother, who's never been to a concert before, going to be Willie Nelson. Ooh. And we walk in the front door, and she's like, man, that young Hispanic kids like Willie Nelson. What? Yeah, it was for Mana. Mana was that. <laughs> <laughs> did your, gra- did your grandma her. rock out? Did she love it? Uh, not really. Not. She just was like, uh, it was too loud. I had to get her earplugs. And we didn't stay the whole time. And she was so bummed. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. And then she died. But, I don't know why I have to go there, but thank you for the call, sir. Appreciate that. Willie Nelson. Very different. <laughs> Let's try uh, line four, please. This is going to be Marlo in Pasita. Hey, Marlo, I used to have a cat named Marlo. That's a great oh, fact. Yes, it's a beautiful name. What as can we do Thomas, for you? As in, well, um, about, I think it was the 2015 show of Foo Fighters at the Anaheim Pond. It was in September, and they basically rescheduled only one show for the whole weekend. Mm-hmm. And I totally blame it. I totally blame it on this clinical trial that I was on for cancer. It, like, messed up my memory. So when I heard one of the dates, I'm like, oh, that's my show. So I didn't go. And a month later, I'm getting ready to print out my tickets a couple of days before, and it turned out not to be the rescheduled show. I, like, missed the whole rescheduled mm. show. But at least you but got I, to have but... cancer. <laughs> <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. 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 Q. Allie is here with What's Happening on a Monday. Any of you see any movies this weekend? I did. I saw a cold case. Cold Pursuit? Cold. What was the name of it? Cold something. Cold Pursuit? Cold Pursuit. Cold it was? Pursuit? It wasn't Cold Pursuit. Okay. You must have loved was it. it? Yeah. <laughs> the Liam Neeson movie? Yes. Yeah, definitely Cold Pursuit. Is that right? 100%. Did you, I'm hoping you didn't get a tattoo of this film. I did not. Okay. No. <laughs> no. It's the uh, it's the Maroon 5 of movies. It was awful. Really? It was really? awful. It was like somebody said, here's Taken. Right. And they gave it to like a high school senior. But Liam Neeson oh, no. is such a good actor. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. I feel it's, like he's done Taken a bunch of times. He, he did, he did Taken on a plane. He's yeah, done, he's done three yeah. yeah, It was terrible. The problem wasn't him, though? No, he was fine. It was just written horribly mm. like you weren't really in. You weren't really rooting for him. I don't know. It was just bad. Sorry to hear that. Yeah. Well, for the box office, the Lego Movie 2, the second part, is the number one movie this weekend. Sure they seen that one. Earned $34.4 million, which... Doesn't really come close to the 2014 opening take of the original film, which took in 69 million. Nice. Yeah, what happened there? I feel like this was kind of under promoted too. Yeah, I, do I agree too. It was sort of under the radar. Yeah, I don't know. Not nobody really was talking about it. But I, I'm excited to see it. The reviews are decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Lord That's and, what you're looking for. Lord and, yeah, I love decent. <laughs> Lord and Miller produced, uh, written by the guy who does BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. These are all things I love. All right. Okay, yeah. excellent. Uh, coming in number two was What Men Want. You guys seen the previews for that? That's a Taraji B. Henson, yes. the remake of the Mel Gibson movie. Yes. I think I have seen the commercials. Yes, it is not for me. Oh, looks very funny. Yeah. Uh, estimated $19 million for that. Uh, coming in at number three, cold case, cold <laughs> cut, cold whatever. <laughs> no, it is definitely Cold Pursuit. That's the Liam Neeson revenge thriller. Mm-hmm. Falling very short of expectations with a third place estimate of about $10.8 million. And then the upside end glass round out the top five. You're a downer, man. Yeah. Just a lot of bad news. She's just reporting, just saying, man. Just saying, you guys. You guys friends with your exes? 
Um, some of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you remember them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to be friends with all of them, but some yeah. of them I don't know. Uh, no, I'm not friends. And I think that people who are friends with their exes are creepy. Interesting. Well, really? a lot of people freaked out this weekend because it was Jennifer Aniston's 50th birthday party in L.A. Mm-hmm. And Brad Pitt stopped by. Okay. And people oh, were like, wait, so what? They're back together. Oh my God. Or just the fact that they're still friends, and that's amazing. And then there was a picture, I believe, of John Mayer stopping by. He did, he attended. So two of her ex-boyfriends, so if Vince Vaughn was there, I mean, that's a trifecta <laughs> of exes. And kudos, Jennifer Aniston, for having some hot exes. Who's with me? Kudos but, to Jennifer Aniston for looking the way she does at 50. Yeah, she looks amazing. Um, some other guests, George and Amal Clooney, Reese Witherspoon, Robert Downey Jr., Ellen DeGeneres, Barbara Streisand, Keith Richards, Kate Hudson, Laura Dern, Keith Demi Richards. Moore. These people are yeah. her friends. Oh, listen, they were all there. How does she, she know what? Barbara Streisand? I don't know. How does she know Keith Richards? Get real friends, know. you creepy celebrity. <laughs> Get real friends. Like, where is your friend from high school? Where is your real estate agent? Well, it doesn't say, you know, Jenny from Cheerleading Squad. It doesn't but they should be say on there. That's, that's the cool, yeah. be a real human being. That well, I imagine Jimmy news. Kimmel was there. They're actual close friends. They vacation together and whatnot. He is not on this list. Yeah, but I'm I mean, sure he was a real there. friend. These, the, the invites went out by a publicist. Why are you so mad? Because <laughs> it's, it's creepy. Have real friends. Be a human being. It's so strange that these people don't have. You don't see them bring in their, you know, even like their family members. Like, well, come I on. think they just they can't list everybody that went. Yeah, and I'm thinking, you know, Jenny from cheerleading and Susie, my old next door neighbor, aren't making. Yeah, but like, she's not really friends with Keith Richards. Guys, this is a celebrity. (laughs) Come hang out. I need all... uh, Oprah has these two. Ellen has these two. It's like these people who are friends with people who they've met once. And come to my birthday because you're really famous. I think Jennifer Aniston and Keith Richards have serious girl chat a lot. Like, they have Hallmark (laughs) movie nights. You think they have a group chat? Everything, yeah. yeah. Braid each other's hair. I think they're besties, you guys. (laughs) He's a bitch. I agree with Jensen on this one, by the way. There's no way that Keith Richards could pick Jennifer for Anderson out of a lineup. No, it's because he's famous and he's there and it's so cool. We have Keith Richards here. It's like... It's like it's like celebrities on Instagram who are like my best friend. It's like their hair stylist. It's like, get a real friend when you're not paying. <laughs> Got some real friends Hello. about this. Good Lord. Well, some birthdays for you guys. Of course, Jennifer Aniston's birthday is today. Happy birthday to you. Taylor Lautner, Cheryl Crow, D'Angelo, Kelly Rowland, Damian Lewis. Right? Right. right. Homeland Absolutely. Billions. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Brandy. Mike Shinoda. She's a fine girl. She's what? She's a fine girl. Oh, okay. Brandy. Yeah. She's Uh, a file. Happy birthday, Mike Shinoda. Mike Shinoda. Happy birthday, Mike Shinoda. Friend of the family. And, uh... A real friend. Ha! So if he came to your birthday party, Jensen, it wouldn't be because he's famous. I've known him since high school. Okay. Before fame. Fair enough. Hello! What if you brought Keith Richards? No, that's not a real friend. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie has one more. She's been trying to get it in. Oops. I've been trying to trust me. It's Kelly Slater. You are correct, <laughs> sir. And that's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jensen. Yeah. You made reference to something that is so relevant to my interest last week. Yeah. And I'm embarrassed to say that I know next to nothing about this story. But you are our beef correspondent. Yes. There is a feud going on between Alex Jones, who's a despicable human being. Yes. 
and uh, inexplicably one of the most popular radio and television personalities in America right now. In the world. In the world, yeah, yeah. he's huge. Huge. Uh, he, even though he's been booted from Facebook, he's been booted from YouTube. I mean, everybody's tried to close him down, but he still has his hardcore fans that believe everything that comes out of his mouth. And he's in a feud with our friend Joe Rogan, the very popular Joe Rogan podcast. What's going on? Well, Alex Jones have been uh, and Joe Rogan have. And by the way, happy birthday, Alex Jones! <laughs> We're doing this story on his birthday. Uh, Alex Jones and Joe Rogan have been friends for twenty years, which is something I was what? shocked to hear. I guess they have a really? history. Because uh, you know, Alex Jones was kind of a comedy guy early. In his career, I didn't know that. Yeah, what? and I think they, and I <laughs> think they, yeah, I think they crossed paths. Was he on whose line is it anyway? Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> a big improv guy. He went to UCB in New York and then <laughs> moved out to Chicago. Uh, Joe had Alex on his show some years ago, which is how you've seen that that image of Alex Jones smoking weed. That was from yes. the Joe Rogan show. But recently, Joe had on Jack Dorsey on the on his huge podcast, who's the head of Twitter, at mm-hmm. Jack. That and dude owes me some money. <laughs> uh, extremist idiots like Alex Jones who went on that platform and tweeted things about Sandy Hook being a hoax or hinting that Supreme Court Justice uh, Scalia was murdered with a pillow. Uh, because of things like that misinformation, he was kicked off the platform. Uh-huh. And he's finding himself kicked off more and more platforms. So since... He had Jack on the podcast. You'd think Joe Rogan might, you know, defend his friend of 20 years. That's that's at least what an idiot like Alex Jones thinks. <laughs> but instead, it was the exact opposite. Joe started to distance himself from from uh, Alex Jones by saying, like, yeah, he, he should stop talking about Sandy Hook and stop talking about George Soros, which is kind of a weird coded word for Jewish people that people say, like, oh, George Soros is controlling the world and paying things off. It's They're all this misinformation right. uh, that, that Alex is used to. So... Our boy, and by when I say our boy, I mean someone we want to distance ourselves from, Alex Jones, went on his show okay, and started talking about the problem that he has with Joe Rogan, and it is crazy. Let's listen to the message he opens it with. I'm built for war, Joe. <laughs> yeah, I don't act like a tough guy all day. I'm just, I do the war, you understand? So, so. Uh, the threats don't matter to me. The, 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 oh, the, oh, I'll still be your friend. Joe. I'll never talk to you again. I'll never come on your show again. I'm going to destroy you. Don't give me any more pleasantries. I want war. Give me your attacks. No, let it play. Everything. Let it play. Hold. Now you understand the shape of things. That's good that you understand those. Now you understand. I'll get my hands politically around your neck. And all your tough guy crap's going to end real quick. God wants me to wage war. Seriously. what? Listen to this. Told me destroy Joe Rogan. God told me. Yes, sir, Jesus. I will do it. No more games. War. Ah. What? A real thing. <laughs> War. War. Whoa! <laughs> unbelievable. I did not edit it. So oh that my is God. unbelievable. Jesus so, wants him to fight Joe Rogan. So I know there's more, but yep. so he's pretty chill about Joe coming down. <laughs> Very chill. How does he juggle being a religious person and fighting? Let's hear. I'm afraid of God. And when I'm not fighting you, I feel scared. When I'm fighting you, I see God smiling in the center of my soul. Right in my heart. I know the wind is filling my sails and I'm on a journey where I'm supposed to go. I'm on the path of my ancestors. A path beyond the stars. A path to Valhalla. <laughs> what? He is a fantastic broadcaster. What is he talking about? That is awesome. Uh, he doesn't stop. Uh, he does make some sort of a distinction between true violence and political 
political decisions, but I don't follow it. Joe Rogan, metaphysically, is a Christmas hog. Yeah. And I'm going to politically haul him up by his back legs and slit his throat. <laughs> his blood will fill buckets politically, <laughs> not violently. Get ready, Joe. <laughs> politically. <laughs> politically. I'm going to cut his uh, throat open. I'm going to have the blood slid into buckets. But that's political, not not violent. He continues oh, to sound violent at all. No, not at all. He continues to be completely insane. Uh, he's truly thinking he's going to go into battle. Once we stop fearing the devil and start taking the devil on is the day we start living. And then you see the horizon. You realize God's in control. And the bluff's got to be called. The enemy's got to be engaged. Bone's got to meet bone. Sword's got to meet shield. The axe has got to come down on that skull. And in the end, we'll see heaven. <laughs> that wow. is insane. <laughs> that was my bar mitzvah speech. <laughs> wow. I can't believe he did it word for word. Guys, uh, am I the only one here who thinks it's legitimately awesome? No, it's the oh, best. Oh, no, it's awesome. It's, it's so great. Because he's clearly just insane. Yeah, it's not You say it's awesome, but there are people listening right now that believe every word that's coming out of his mouth. Well, that's the problem, is he has said things like Pizzagate being real, then someone mm -hmm. shows up at the pizza place and has a gun and right. shoots inside. I mean, he's, he's... He's dangerous. Yeah, there's nothing awesome about this. He's insane. And I am he, trying not to enjoy it then. And when okay. he went into his child custody battle, which he lost, uh, when he went to his child custody battle... Happy he, birthday, Alex Jones. He told people he told people he was a character on, on the radio, and th that seemed like something he should probably be telling everyone. But as you can hear by this last uh, clip that involves a Moby Dick analogy and also repeated farting sounds. See, Captain Ahab isn't fighting a whale, is he? If you're a whale, you're fighting a big squid ten times bigger than you. No whale, no sperm whale's ever fought that joke, just a little sperm whale. There's a squid this long. That's me. One of my tentacles. And what? Your entire head. I'm going to show you right now. One tentacle right now is wrapped around you. Uh -huh. Just one. What? And don't worry. I'll show you. But I'm going to squeeze you slowly. Just slowly. Slowly. The big, tough Hollywood guy. Just very slowly. Just squeeze. Squeeze and give you what you want, Hollywood. Because vengeance is God. The, the big, giant, burning... Uh, plungers are even there, like rrr, 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 he's Michael Winslow all of a sudden. <laughs> and this is truly a beautiful ending. Because I'm clear to fire, dude. Jesus, who you hate so much, said, Jesus told me to destroy Joe Rogan. <laughs> <sighs> Jesus told him to destroy Joe Rogan. Oh, Happy thanks. birthday, Alex Jones! <laughs> it's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? 
then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Allie, you were uh, off a few days last week, mm-hmm. uh, probably in Las Vegas, and yeah. um, so you missed a story that we talked about that I think has great uh, great potential for a call-in topic with our listeners. Okay. You're dating somebody, yet somehow you end up also hooking up with that person's mother or father. Oh. That's the topic we're looking for here. Right, one eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. And the reason we that got doesn't on, complicate things at mm-hmm. all. No, it's fine. The reason we got hey, everybody's a consenting adult here, right? Sure. Uh, we started talking about this topic because there was a uh, story in the news about a mother-in-law who has the hots for her daughter's husband and has always been kind of flirty and has always kind of said things and they just wrote it off to she's just a horny old lady. <laughs> she's a weird she's, thing for her daughter to say. Right? Yeah, she's just thirsty. So <laughs> she's always kind of flirty and it kind of got to the point where it became uncomfortable where at one point the daughter went to her mom and I'm sure it was a combination of an embarrassing conversation to have and also she was kind of mad and it's a hard conversation to have with your mom but she said, look, you've got to dial it down. He's not your boy toy. He's my husband, and you need to start treating him like that, like part of the part of the an appropriate relationship with a member of the family. Okay, mm-hmm. so that's thing one. Thing two is that conversation went in one ear and out the other with mom because when the daughter was over visiting and in the bathroom and left her phone out, the mom flipped through the photos on her daughter's phone and found the naked pictures that the husband had been sending to his wife. Mom found the naked pictures that the guy was sending to her daughter. That's right. What did she do? Oh, Uh, God. Cover her eyes, horrified that she saw it and invaded her daughter's privacy and vowed to never do it again and be better? Yes. Or emailed them to herself (laughs) so she'd have them for later. Like a little spank bank? Yes. Oh. How crazy is that? What? Her mother. Her, her mother. mother. Oh, my God. Her daughter noticed that her phone had been moved while she was in the restroom and realized what had happened and blew her top. Her mother wasn't sorry about it, refused to delete them. The husband is now reaching out for advice saying, it's effing awful. My wife and I have a few weird fetishes. And so some of the photos that I took over her eyes only, it's really humiliating to be seen by people who aren't my wife. So now this family is broken in two, Allie, because the mom is standing firm that it's just a couple of photos. It's no big deal. The husband is saying, look, I don't want to have anything to do with that woman. They have a family event coming up with another sibling that's going to be in town. And they're like, uh, the couple has decided they're not inviting the mom over. So the mom's going around telling everybody they have been that they have cut her off without saying why. Oh, my kids, they're the worst. My daughter won't even talk to me anymore. What did I do to deserve this? By the way, want to see a quick pic? <laughs> and the daughter doesn't want to tell anybody what's right. really going on because it's so embarrassing. Oh my gosh. It's a nightmare. This right? is bad. And yeah. I don't know how you I don't know how you resolve. I'm not a big fan of parents and children being out of touch and being enemies. I don't know how you get past this one. This, this woman mom, is this woman is a horrible person. Absolutely. She needs help. Yeah. She needs help. And I don't think the daughter and or husband could do anything for her. You have to cut her off. Yeah. Or, you know, nail her. 
One or the other. Oh, okay. Because that happens sometimes, too. Sometimes that happens, too. Okay. Right? That's a great idea, Kevin. Nail her, but be awful. Kevin's the worst therapist. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying there are a lot of other stories where they do strangely have sex with mom or dad. Yes. The other person's mom or dad. Let me just clarify yeah. that. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. yeah, it's not just in porn that you go over to see your girlfriend and she's not home yet, but the mom is there and all of a sudden one thing leads to another. I mean, that does happen in real life. Now, we did this topic. It's been years since we've done it, but I think it's time to revisit it. I think we want to hear your stories, Kevin and Bean listeners, and you can be anonymous, of course. If you have hooked up with your significant other's parent... Or if or you have friends who, with yours. Or if you have friends that have that yeah, happen yeah, too. Yeah. Because I can't imagine I can't imagine there's a lot of this. It's <sighs> just too weird, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, it is weird, but it also kind of depends on the relationship. Like in this husband-wife situation and the mother-in-law, of course, it should never ever happen. But if you're dating a girl for four weeks, yeah. and she's 25 and the mom is 45, yeah. I mean, Everybody wins there, right? <laughs> I feel like this is real specific, Dean. <laughs> I'm just saying, just as a random example out of nowhere, Allie. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't think everybody wins in that particular case. Well, I, I mean. Because the younger daughter who's 25 is not going to be thrilled. I guess what I'm saying is it's understandable how something like that could happen. It all depends on the depth of the relationship and how hot the parent is, too, by the way. <laughs> I mean, seriously, Allie, you're dating a guy and then you find out that his father is like McDreamy or something, that's different. I mean, that all of a sudden, that does change things a little bit. Sure. But wait, does it change thing, things enough that she should nail that guy? If I he looks so. like McDreamy? Yeah. I think yeah. so. <laughs> for, sure. Okay. for sure. I think you I'm going for dad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that's the topic. We will see how it goes. Uh, I hope we have some, uh, some listeners who have been through this or, or know people who have, because we definitely want to hear those stories. Please get to the phone and call us. 1-800- 520-1067. This could be a lot of fun, and we'll talk to you next on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show. The world-famous K-Rock. Talking about hooking up with your significant other's parent, Rachel writes in, one of my cousins had a baby with her boyfriend, and then shortly after that had a baby with her boyfriend's father. <gasps> we don't associate with that side of the family. So wow. There's some uh, souvenirs, wow. right? <laughs> souvenirs? Souvenirs, Pete. It's a baby. 1-800-520-1067. We're taking your calls on this topic. East L.A., we go to Martin. Up next, line one on the Kevin Bean Show. Hey, Martin. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? We are good. Thank you. We're great, but apparently not as great as you. Tell us about it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. The story's not about me. It's about my, my sister and her daughter. Okay. Uh, my sister was dating uh, this guy. He was like a real estate agent. He was doing very good. And um, they were going now. They were pretty steady. It looked like they were going to hook up, get married or something. And uh, my niece got in the picture. And, uh, you know, they, you can see them getting very, 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 very flirty. And uh, they were always hanging out. And um, How old you know, was your my niece? niece uh, my niece? Yeah. Now she, no, I think how she's, old was uh, she at the time? She, at the time, she was probably like 25. She was okay. like 28 okay. now. Because when you say niece, for some reason, we're thinking like seven. And we had some kids. <laughs> yeah, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so continue. That's oh, it? Oh, yeah. So, you know, uh, they started getting very flirty with each other. And um, I don't know where uh, my sister just dropped out of the picture. <gasps> Damn, uh, Gina. Yeah, you know, and then uh, you just, you know, we don't see her often when she comes over. She's like, well, I'm going to meet up uh, with Greg. And we're all like, well, where's your mom? You know? And they're like, oh, it's just me and him, and we're just going to go hang out. They're you know? full-blown together? For a while. 
they were definitely together together. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, then it never came to lie. Nobody's really uh, ever, like, brought it up and actually said about it, but you could see it. Like, it was totally clear in our faces. That's insane. Yikes. Right? Right? Thank you for the call, Martin. We appreciate it. Let's go down to line three. Say hi to Josh. He's in L.A. And then, John, you hang on. We'll get to you next. Josh, welcome to the Kevin Amin Show. What's going on? Good morning, party people. Good morning. Um, hey, uh, so I was 20 at the time. Uh, I dated this girl for two years. We had broken up. And I went to go drop some stuff off at her mom's house. Yeah. And she wasn't there. And this was the day after. And her mom had just been through a separation with her husband. And uh, we consoled each other. (laughs) (laughs) So now we know what you meant when you said you went to drop some stuff off. (laughs) Wait, Josh, had there ever been any attraction before with her mom? Um, I I was attracted to her a little bit. But, I mean, I was 20 at the time. and. I guess, uh, you know, my ex was crazy, and apparently I was crazy, and her mom was, too. Everybody in this story is uh, is defective. There's no question about that. Did uh, the ex-girlfriend ever find out that you drilled her mom? Um, No, she did not. And the funny thing is now I'm married. I'm I'm in my mid-30s, and before I got married, I told my wife when I was dating her that this had happened. And still to this day, she jokes about it every now and then. She'll, you know, if I have to go to... My mother-in-law's place. She's like, oh, just don't hook up with my mom while you're there. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I think that's a reasonable ask. Thank you for the call. We appreciate you listening so much. Let's close it down with John in Cyprus up next on the Kevin and Bean Show. Hey, John. How's it going, fellas? Good. Thank Good. you. What's up? I'm cracking up, man. That sounds funny. <laughs> I got a buddy of mine, my, I got a really good friend of mine. This is about 15 years ago, and I won't use his real name on the air, but I know he's listening right now. <laughs> okay. Right. So this buddy, we'll call him Mike. Okay. Not his name, but is smoking hot chicks. She's a stewardess on an airline. So he's hooked up with her, and they've been dating and stuff like that. Well, he cruises over to her pad, and she's she's gone on a, on a flight. But the mom's there. Hooks up with the mom. Life is good. Goes back over there two weeks later. The aunt and the mom are there. Hooks up with the, the girl's mom <laughs> and her aunt. No. Come on! Like nobody's business. Hold on! So he's just rolling along through this. just having the time of his life. Her flight gets canceled because they have a malfunction of the plane. She comes home, it's on. Out the window, clothes, television, you name it. Police, it was a scene. So it's off is what you mean. Not it's on, it's off. Mom and aunt. The only thing that, let me tell you, all three of them were smoking hot. I'm not going to lie. John, if your friend Mike is listening, (laughs) tweet me. Want to hook you up? Yeah, I'm saying I'm into it. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I'll tell you this. uh, I know we've been talking about the Grammys all day. If we have time for just a couple more minutes on the telecast last night on CBS, three hours and 40 minutes of the Grammys. In general, a great show. But I was nervous out of the gate when I tuned in because this is the first voice I heard when the show began. Tonight, live from the Staples Center in Los Angeles, music's biggest night is back with your host, Alicia Keys. First of all, foreigner, right? Unacceptable. (laughs) Second of all... That doesn't sound like the guy I used to love who did the Grammys. Whatever happened to this guy? Come on! Where's this guy? Coming up next, an unforgettable moment with Corinne Bale-Rail. An unforgettable moment with Cor... An unforgettable moment with Corinne Bale-Rail. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Come on now. (laughs) How do they not bring that guy back? How dare you? We've uh, raved all day long about Alicia Keys, but I want to say it again. 
the best thing they ever did was hire a no-host host. Yeah. They got somebody out there who wasn't trying to be James Corden, who was a good host, but it went a completely different way. Remember when we talked to her Friday and we said, are you going to be nervous because you've never done anything like this before? And she said, not really. It showed. You she got was, the idea. She was not yeah. nervous at all. Amazing. I mean, to the point where she didn't clearly go to rehearsals because she had no idea where the cameras were and no idea where she was supposed to be or what she was supposed to hand off to. There were times where she was just talking to the audience when they came back from commercial breaks. It's like she wasn't even paying wasn't even paying attention. I mean, if it were you or I up there, Kevin, we would be so nervous about missing <laughs> right. a cue that we would just be glued <laughs> to our producer, right? And then she did, uh, I mean, I guess her version of a monologue, which was just to come on and talk about how happy she was to be there and how excited she was by her musical brothers and sisters. It is so exciting to be here because music is what we all love. Music is what it's all about. You know, everybody is out here shining and I'm so proud to bring us together to honor this this moment because music is what we cry to. It's so exciting to be here because... I said that already. You know, (laughs) if there were... Almost anybody else who would get up there and start doing a hippy dippy thing about how important music is, you would just be like, whatever. But didn't you feel like she like lives that? Yeah, yeah, she's the most authentic, real person that could possibly have hosted those awards. Also, great use of hippy dippy. Right, that was just weird. Because <laughs> music is what we cry to. Uh-huh. It's what we march to. It's what we rock to. It's what we make love to. Go on. Go on. I don't like the sound of that. Uh-uh. There was another very authentic moment that I thought last night. Uh, John Mayer came out onto the stage with Alicia Keys, and Alicia told a story about, you know, she's won 15 Grammys, so she's no stranger to that, to, to you know, hearing her name called at the ceremony. But there was one she really wanted to win one year for Song of the Year, and it, that year it went to John Mayer's wonderful song called Daughters, which, by the way, has to be one of the biggest wedding songs of the last 10 years, right? And for he the- hates it. Why? Really? That's why he gave up. You're going to tell the story, so I don't want to spoil it, but he hates daughters. He wrote it. He went up on stage and said they shouldn't have won. That was like the whole (laughs) thing he said. He's like, this isn't a great song. So Alicia's telling the story about how she's waiting for her name to be called. She so desperately wants to win Song of the Year, and it goes to John Mayer. And here's what happened next. I ain't got that Grammy. But don't worry. It's okay, because this story has a really happy ending. Because John said... I agree, Alicia. This should have been yours. And he literally broke the Grammy and wrote If I Ain't Got You with my name on it and gave it to me. Like, look at what he did. Like, look. So she shows the Grammy, half a Grammy. And this is my half of my Grammy. (laughs) This is my hammy. Like, my hammy. And here comes John Mayer. This has got to be the coolest joint custody agreement in showbiz history. (laughs) All right, we're we putting it back together. It belongs back together. Just for one night only. Right. Now, that is in place of what would ordinarily be stick, stick mm-hmm. between two presenters. Mm-hmm. But I felt like that was a really authentic moment where she was kind of thanking him for his generosity that year. And he was like, hey, happy to do it. Big fan. Yeah, and that was also his, I agree. That was also his first Grammy, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he gave half of the first Grammy to, he could have never won one again. And he just gave her half. Oh. Yeah. Why did he hate the song? Just that he felt like other songs in the category were more deserving to win? Or oh, does he, did he really just turn on the song? Is, is it like not something he plays anymore? Uh, he does not play it much, no. Unless he feels like he has to. But no, he does, he does <laughs> not play it much, no. He does not like the song. I think he clear That's, that's I, strange. Yeah, he's openly said it before playing it. I don't enjoy this song. going to do it because I know you like it. No, he doesn't like the song. That wow. is funny. Yeah.
there was another moment that we haven't uh, touched on yet, which was, uh, well, first of all, the Diana Ross. Let me back up another step. Oftentimes, Kevin, we have complained that the Grammys are too much for the olds. Yep. And I think you could really make that argument last night because they did a Diana Ross tribute for her 75th birthday later this summer. They did a lifetime achievement, essentially. Let's not rush past that. She said happy birthday to me three times. Yeah. yeah. When's her birthday? Uh, March 26th, what? I believe. What, what happened? <laughs> she also, she was like, thank you all for celebrating my birthday right. with me. And I was like, oh, that's so nice that, you know, like they brought her up for her birthday. And then to find out it's not even <laughs> It wasn't even close. close. <laughs> well, there are people who have a birthday month. She apparently has a birthday season, I <laughs> guess. Crazy. All right, Rightfully so. They, ha- they had that Ross, and by the way, she was tremendous uh, last night, mm-hmm. I thought. Oh, me too. They had the Dolly Parton tribute that Dolly actually headlined with a bunch of other people, so she's an old. Um, <laughs> they did... Uh, uh, Alicia Cara came out with Bob Newhart. That was <laughs> Newhart. That was the greatest. I'll tell you why. Why uh, was Bob Newhart there? He was a Best New Artist winner. Mm-hmm. Which I still don't understand how a comedy album won Best New Artist at the Grammy. Yeah. I, I mean, don't understand that. There was one other thing. What was the other thing last night that they did that was super old? Another... Red, what am I forgetting? Red Hot Chili Peppers? No, not that. There's <laughs> oh. some other thing that was really... Oh, the Motown. The Motown. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't, I, those are all songs from the 60s. Okay. But for some reason, I still felt like it was a very hip and contemporary show, even though they had those three things that hmm. were the well, kind four. of things we used to make fun of. Four, technically, if you count the Aretha Franklin. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Aretha Franklin. I, th- I guess I think it was well-paced. It was a good mix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and enough, and enough young stars were involved in those uh, tributes that it made you still feel modern. So Alicia Keys brings out Diana Ross's grandson. Now Diana Ross is seventy five, so I expected her grandson would be like forty. But it turns <laughs> yeah, a lot out of math didn't work. <laughs> it turns out he's only nine, so yeah. I don't know what happened here. But it was very cute, and some people say he stole the show as the best presenter of the night. To make the next introduction, please welcome a distinguished little guy who just happens to be Diana Ross's nine year old grandson, Raif Hanuk. So here's something called Raeem Manak walking up to the mic. Did she say little guy? I'm almost four foot nine. (laughs) Got him. Thank you, Miss Alicia, for all the wonderful things that you said about my grandmother. She is amazing. That's the, uh, when they do the eventual Modern Family reboot, there's your new Manny. (laughs) I mean, he's like, he's got the most poise I've ever heard from a nine year old. Oldest little kid (laughs) ever. Guys, I have a conspiracy theory. No. He's 40? I think he. I think he had a mustache, and I stand by it because we looked at photos during one of the breaks. I think he had a small mustache, and I think that he's growing older than his age. Like I, a disorder of some sort. I oh, did my s- God, Jackson. <laughs> oh, no, you don't. What is no, wrong with I don't you? Think, no, what I'm saying is I think that he is somehow becoming an old man in a little body. So I don't know what that is. Like I heard, reverse Benjamin that's so, No, That sort of happens with some kids <laughs> just are I mean. old souls. That's what I they mean. They just are. He, he, is that what you mean? Well, no, I'm, I'm was, giving you an out. No, I, right, I, take I, it. I was blinded by his wedding ring while he was <laughs> oh, presenting. Is he the movie Jack? <laughs> oh, God. I heard he did get a DUI after the, you, after the show. Everyone stop it. Say. This is a nine year old little boy. Oh my God. He, it was strange. I caught him backstage. He was telling me what he did on 9 11. <laughs> everyone stop. Oh my God. Look, he seemed old. That's all. For a nine year old. Okay. He had a mustache, for God's sakes. It did oh. seem like he had a mustache. Bean. Anything I just else? wait for Kevin to hit the button. Oh. Oh. It's the Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. 
now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Tell the vote. You, you gave us too good of choice. <laughs> that was a moment with Kevin. Seems pretty short. I mean, I, Does that I, deserve a moment? I think I know what you were trying to say. Let's hear it again. I don't... And now, it's time for a moment with Kevin. Tell the vote. You, you gave us too good of choice. <laughs> that was a moment yes. with Kevin. I don't know if it's Kevin. a moment, but it's definitely a stroke. Wow. <laughs> no question about that. Wow. Hey, 940, time for our final look at what's happening here on this Monday, Kevin and Bean Show. Here's Allie. Did you hear about Lindsey Buckingham? Yes. Good God. This is scary. Yeah. So forward, forward, what? Former Fleetwood McIntyre's Lindsey Buckingham suffered vocal cord damage after ongoing, undergoing, God, should I just start over? <laughs> the moment with is contagious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> play the moment with again. Hey, how do we One play more. this on me? One more. And now it's time for a moment with Kevin. Tell the vote. You, you gave us too good of choice. <laughs> That was a moment with I mean, Kevin. In her defense, Allie was fine until she heard that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's contagious. Totally Come true. on. That's, that's her bird I can't box. blame everything on me. <laughs> that's my bird, bird box. box. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so former Fleetwood McIntyre's Lindsey Buckingham suffered vocal cord damage after he went through emergency open heart surgery last week. He's now home and on the mend. His wife, Kristen, tweeted on Friday, while he and his heart are doing well, the surgery resulted in vocal cord damage. While it's unclear if the damage is permanent, we are hopeful it's not. And all scheduled gigs have been postponed as he's healing. But that's not something you want. No. If you're a singer. No. That's terrifying. Yeah, Fleetwood Mac's looking pretty smart right now. That's what I'm saying, right? They're like, thank God we booted that dude, Mr. No Singy. That's a horrible nickname, right? Not good at all. It was my favorite Bill Hader impression on SNL, though. Oh, his Lindsay? Yeah. Amazing. Well, you know, whatever. Sorry, we we can't go to you, Lindsay Bogam. Okay. (laughs) And this is uh, devastating news news for Bean. That's why he needs to be on Instagram, because he would have found this out on Friday when Zac Efron posted a picture on Instagram of him just in a hospital bed. Turns out he went under the knife following a recent snowboarding injury. He tweeted out, I tore my ACL shredding the gnar, but it's all good. I opted for surgery so I can come back stronger than ever. Bean, I feel like that is reason enough to be on Instagram. One, you will now be keeping up with his progress, which I'm sure he's going to be getting back into the gym slowly, (laughs) that type of thing. A Uh lot of chances for some shirtless pics of your sweet, sweet Zach. I think you are 100% correct. I think I'm signing up right now. Excellent. Excellent news. We've often talked about um, how I feel like all those different challenges that people put on the internet are basically Darwinism at work. It's survival of the fittest. Tide bod challenge. Just let it happen? Let it happen. Don't warn people about these challenges. If you're eating Tide Pods, night, night, (laughs) bye-bye. We don't need you. If you're planking off the side of a building and you fall over, tough. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But everyone else can't see you point. No one can see me point at my chest. I'm just saying, if you're doing the Kiki challenge and you get run over by your own car, Mm -hmm. sorry about that. Oh, yeah, that's my B. I biffed it right out of the gate. No None of those people are future Nobel Prize winners. None of them are future presidents. Thank you. We'll be fine. That's why this warning about the boiling water challenge, which people were doing all during the freezing temperatures during the polar vortex, 
What you do is you take a pot of boiling water, mm-hmm. walk out into the outdoors, throw it into an arch shape over your head. Over if your it, head. If it turns to snow before it hits you, you're good. You won the challenge. If it burns you and you go to the hospital like many people in Chicago, <laughs> you don't win that challenge. What are you are pouring boiling water over your head. I hate people. <laughs> but that's how we get rid of them. I love this. Yes. <laughs> you should right. do it in front of a moving bus. It's <laughs> a whole different challenge. Yeah. Uh, this is a uh, very interesting story about Tropicana Field, home of Major League Baseball's Tampa Bay Rays. I mean, kind of baseball. They have become the first pro sports stadium to go cashless. Oh. Right? So they said on Saturday that cash will no longer be accepted at concession stands, team stores, ticket office, any points of sale. Doesn't it seem like they should take it however you want to give it? Well, they're saying that the... What? (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean. Why were your hands so busy, Bean? You couldn't do that quick enough. Right? (laughs) So credit cards, gift cards, and mobile payment apps will still be accepted. But if you only have cash, they're going to make you exchange it for a gift card which seems to be taking up some time. But they say going cashless is going to increase service speed and reduce lines, which I guess that makes Doesn't sense. Doesn't it I feel like longer? cash is quicker? Yes, that's what I, I would think. think so too, yeah. Cash is quicker. Well, they're saying no. Hmm. I don't know. But the NFL also I am not going to see a baseball game there, I'll tell you, you that. You aren't? You're not going to go to <laughs> Draw the line there, nope. are you? Nope. Well, the NFL announced earlier this month that they want to have a cashless Super Bowl by 2025. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I mean, they have other problems. Many of us are living a pretty cashless life anyway. I think Mm -hmm. the world is going in that direction. But I agree with Kevin. I think you ought to you ought to make it available to however people choose to pay. You don't turn away cash if that's what people have. Kevin is probably the only person I know that always has cash. You always have Because I'm a baller. I think that's <laughs> mostly it. Can you just isolate that? That is fantastic. No, I think that's part of it that you, you know, you got a ton of money, but you always have cash. Like if somebody's like, oh my God, I totally forgot my wallet today. Say I Allie. need gas. <laughs> Say me. Right. He immediately has just 20 bucks. It's amazing. But he also always carries 50 singles with him at every time. <laughs> that and is interesting. You never know. He's yeah. headed on the way home. You never know. And doesn't have a wallet. It's just wadded up in a pocket with like yeah. a... Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. mess. With some jacks and a... I have some issues. A weird turtle. <laughs> All right. All sorts of stuff comes out. Hey, speaking of... Uh, I know this is a, a little bit of a non sequitur, but speaking of uh, uh, sports stadiums, uh-huh. one of the articles I read we never got a chance to talk to... Uh, talk about it was when we were down at the Super Bowl in Atlanta, Hotlanta. Mm-hmm. The stadium down there where the Falcons play, they decided two or three years ago that they were going to listen to the fans and start making the the uh, the food and beverages there cheap. Okay. At okay. that stadium, you pay $5 for a beer and $2 for a hot dog. Wow. Which is like a third or a fourth as much as it is at That's every crazy. other stadium. Yeah. And they have seen nothing but sales go through the roof. And I think if I remember the the figures I saw correctly, I think they are the number one stadium for sales off of food and drink. Hmm. They've made all NFL stadiums. $30 per season. No, no, they make more money than any other stadium making making it that much cheaper because everybody buys and buys again. You know what I mean? Instead yeah. of people, instead of lots of people smuggling food in or saying, "I'm not, I'm just not going to pay that," I'm just, I'd rather not. You eat have to take out a loan just home. to get a hot dog. Yeah. Can, I, can I tell you the most glorious sports experience I've ever had? 
Yeah. Yes. The Brooklyn Nets for the first two or three seasons would sell a ticket that added about $10 to it. It wasn't even that crazy. It was just like a promo they were doing for the first few seasons. Okay. But it was better seats in the house. Like you had to, kind of, but not, not a, you know, $50 tickets, $60 tickets. All right. And there were 50 or 40 different vendors in the arena. So Bro- they would go to Brooklyn people like the cheesecake place that's really famous there. And they uh, literally every vendor was so there. Great food. Great food. Okay. The ticket gave you free food all game. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, wow. That's yeah. awesome. And I went to a couple games that season out there, and uh, it was incredible. I mean, I made myself sick every single time. Of course. But How I, fat I, would you be if you lived in New York? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, it was one of the best. I, I think all-you-can-eat food tickets, even if you paid 30 bucks, would be worth, worth it. Worth it. And I think in the long run, the stadiums would make more money than they would lose I would think it, so, but, too. Hmm. Maybe so. Interesting. But I was just, I just couldn't even imagine a 21st century experience where you can get a hot dog for two bucks. Yeah, it's yeah. great at a sporting event. Well, that brings me to my next story. And Dave is so obsessed with me doing this, and I just don't get it. But I'm doing it for you, Dave Sanchez, King of Mexico. He gave me a tweet, and he said, Oh, finally, the Dodgers win something. It's a, qu- a question from Major League Baseball London. What? <laughs> on Twitter. <laughs> It all comes down to this. The World Series of Ballpark Food Decider. Representing the American League, the Red Sox. Representing the National League, the Dodgers. Who wins? It was between a lobster roll or a Dodger dog. In London, where they probably have never had a Dodger dog. where they've never had either. Why are they doing that? And... Can I tell you how many people voted in this? Please. 216. <laughs> this is the saddest story of all time. But Dodger Dog prevailed yes. 54%. That's why Dave was like, it's exciting. We finally won something. I'm like, that's the saddest thing I've ever heard. What's up? Let's go for the decline of Western civilization. Yeah, it's true. Idiot. So there you have it. Major League Baseball London. Who knew that was even a thing? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Some birthdays for you. D'Angelo, Damian Lewis, Mike Shinoda, Kelly Slater, Taylor Lautner, Cheryl Crow, Brandy, Jennifer Aniston. Happy birthday. And that's what's happening. Don't forget, we do have a podcast. We appreciate what? everybody who listens to the show live, either on the FM radio at 106.7 or via radio.com. But you can also, if you tune in late, you get up late or whatever it is, you want to hear stuff you missed, we also have a podcast that is almost the entire show every day. And you can get that at radio.com or iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And you might uh, you might realize that it's you don't have to get up early and still hear the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. If you want to check it out, the podcast, go ahead and subscribe and get it every day delivered to you. On your drive home today, listen to the commercial-free 5 p.m. hour, Random Act of Helpfulness and the SoCal Helpful Honda Dealers. Tomorrow morning on an all-new show, we've got the Naked Magicians. We've got... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, hold on. What? We've got... What? Say it, the say top, it again. We've got, we got the what? Nuts, what's up? No, no, no. The thing before that. What? The naked thing. What was that about? Uh, naked Magicians is... Or on the show tomorrow. Uh, and magicians Robert, who do magic while they're not wearing clothes? I nope. mean, I assume that's their thing. <laughs> Is that the trick? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, All right. The Naked Magicians. All right. We'll find out. And ah. also Robert Rodriguez, who, of course, is the director of Alita Battle Angel. Tomorrow morning on an all-new show. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.